calories, conversations, connecting collectors and art enthusiasts. GM everybody, GM everyone, GM friends, welcome, welcome art lovers, welcome the curious. I am Benjamin White and I am very happy to introduce you to episode 19 of Audio Galleries, a rug radio production in partnership with Timepieces this week. Uh, Yes, back from a week in Barcelona where I was incredibly inspired by the art scene happening there in the city. Highly recommend to all of you. Very quick disclaimer, this show is not intended to, nor should it be treated as financial advice. Please do your own research, make your own decisions at all times, don't click on silly links, be a kind person, stay safe, all of that, you know how it goes. Uh, It's also a recorded spaces that will go on to be a published podcast please consider this when requesting to speak either now or later in the episode i've invited a few extra people to come on up um i find it's nicer when people can just raise a hand and jump in um but let's quickly get on if you wouldn't mind jumping up into that do we call it the nest still it's not twitter anymore but it was the nest if you want to go up into the nest i have pinned the spaces. I'd be really grateful if you could all retweet it. I would also be super grateful if you could jump down into the button in the bottom right-hand corner, introduce yourself, tell us what you're up to, tell us what's going on this week, what art you're loving, what you're collecting, what you're seeing, you know, all of that. I love reading through them afterwards. Always really useful for me just to capture a bit of what is going on. Okay, there's all of that admin stuff. Episode 18, two weeks ago now, with the oh, such an endearing guy, Crickstover Edwin. He was fantastic. It was a really wonderful occasion. An incredibly talented artist who I respect so very much. Thank you to those who minted Ariwa, his stunning portrait. Um, I was so pleased to see the messages of support from the wider community and delighted to send Cricks his share of the mint at $1,800, um, which takes share of revenue to artists up now to almost $192,000. Will we break that $200,000 mark soon? It's incredible. I'm so grateful to you all. Thank you to everyone who comes up and contributes. Audio Galleries is an educational, art-focused Web3 project working to connect emerging and established artists goodness me, I've lost my place, uh, with a community of digital art collectors and enthusiasts hosted each week-ish The show features an artist, either emerging or firmly established, who is focused on creating incredible work, making it available via the blockchain. Um, I interview each guest, giving you, the audience, an opportunity to learn more about their style, their inspiration, their process, their previous works, their future plans. And then during the show, we launch an open edition mint with our partners OpenSea. Hey, OpenSea. Um, And the artwork provided by our guest is the Mint, obviously, and it's available to purchase for somewhere between 15 and 75 US dollars. Audio Gallery's Mint Pass holders who mint this piece will also be rewarded with a second exclusive piece by our artist, which is always lots of fun. Uh, I airdropped the second Crick's piece um, yesterday 
two, the two together are absolutely beautiful. If you would like more information, please follow Audio Galleries, who aren't up on stage with me today because Sigrid is away in France on holiday, having a lovely time. You can click to it through my link or something like that. I don't know, you know how people do stuff. Um, you can subscribe to the newsletter, join our Discord, all of that kind of stuff. Anyway, I am joined today by our minting partners, OpenSea, Tristan from OpenSea. Hey, Tristan. Hey, hey, how are we doing? I am well. It feels like an age since I spoke to you. Are you good? I know. I'm great. It's been a chaotic summer, but always good to see so much energy in the space. Thrilled well, to be here. it is uh, lovely to hear from you and glad to hear you are busy. We've also got Tamika from Timepieces up. Hey, Tamika, how are you doing? Hi, Ben. You okay? Yeah, I'm good. Are you okay good. in the two minutes since I last spoke to you? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've had a lot of interaction over the last few days, um, but always pleasant and always positive. Cool. And Miss Maya's up too. Hey, Maya, how are you? GM, GM, I'm great. I'm very excited about today, as everyone who's been paying attention to me knows. So yes. very happy. And congratulations on such incredible success. I love that it's your 19, 19th episode, although it seems like it would be more but the amount the amount of contribution that you've made to artists and just the whole connection between artists and collectors both of education and of minting itself is just really inspirational and hence why we were so excited to partner with you in the first place but um just kudos to you it's a true accomplishment oh thank you maya i appreciate it yeah it's um it's starting to sink in actually just like in this market particularly like two hundred thousand dollars nearly how much money that is and to be able to support those artists with that money is just it's really something else actually it feels very i feel very very proud and um, i'm so proud of the community too for for understanding like this isn't a utility based you know thing that we're doing here we're just appreciating artwork we're getting to learn more about artists and their process and their inspiration and we're collecting their work as we go and it feels like a really fun um really kind community that we've been able to curate so yes really appreciate that thank you so much our artist for today gavin Mila, is a self-taught artist from atlanta georgia whose creative passion extends to both digital and physical mediums his artwork delves into the human psyche exploring life's questions and shining a light on social norms in our world through his very beautiful unique style in 2021, Gavin made his first foray into the world of crypto art. It seems like that was the year to do it um, with his artworks, which quickly gained traction amongst some of the biggest names in the industry after two years in the space. Among his notable buyers, Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, we all know Gary V, Keith Grossman, uh, former CEO at uh, Time and now at MoonPay, um, I always get this wrong. Cosimo di Medici, I believe that is the correct uh, pronunciation of, a, you know, incredible art collector and just advocate for the space, wonderful individual, and several others, a testament to the universal appeal of his work. Gavin's artistic endeavors in this digital art world gave him some really good recognition, um, including having his art displayed on billboards in the heart of NYC, his collaborations with publications such as Timepieces by Time Magazine. And I believe he was a big part of the Timberland Music um, NFT drop, which I think was the second in residence with Timepieces. Um, he's featured in lots of interviews, other things like that. Really, like it all goes to further underscore his growing influence and presence in the digital art world. Hey, Gavin, welcome to you. Hey, hey, I'm really excited to be on. 
Oh, great. Well, it's lovely to have you, Gavin. Um, I know that you are uh, not like a keen, keen speaker. So what I've done is I've taken the time to invite some extra people up and we can all have a really lovely conversation. Please don't be shy in uh, in your answers. Like we're all chums here and uh, it's really lovely to have you uh, up on stage with us. Um, I... Um, yeah, I really enjoyed that about the Cricks show, and so I'm bringing it through now. I think it's cool to just have more people here. Folks who are up on stage, just raise a hand as we go if you want to um, if you want to ask a sub-question or something like that. And, uh, and anyone else in the audience who wants to come up and ask a question, just feel free to do it as we go. I'll start with some questions, though. I have a really... Um, Actually, I've got a question, Gavin. I'm so sorry. I'm going to go right off piece and I'm going to ask you a question about your music choice because Radiohead is like such a favorite of mine. I grew up listening to Radiohead. And what I love about Radiohead is that every time, it feels like every time they bring out an album or a track, they have gone some way to reinvent themselves. And I just wondered if that was something that like endeared them to you that idea of reinvention if that was something that was um was in your artwork and if not you know what is it that you love about the band because uh i just think they're they're so incredible that i didn't want to miss this opportunity to ask someone about them <laughs> yeah i love radiohead i also grew up listening to radiohead and honestly i don't i don't know it just it just brings me to a certain mood um it's like the perfect mood to paint for me uh, create art um, and yeah I mean I'm all about like basically every time I create a piece I just want it basically as soon as I'm done with that piece I'm already thinking about how I can make better piece and I don't know that's just yeah basically that's that's how I see Radiohead they're always reinventing themselves um, yeah I have a lot of love for Radiohead I love it. Um, your mic is a little bit muffled, Gavin. So I don't know if you're speaking through like a secondary mic or anything like that. But just um, letting you know, you might want to just touch that up a little bit. Um, and I'm going to jump into our next question, though. So you haven't got long to do it. Why don't you introduce us to you like in your own words? Give us a little bit of um, an intro. Gavin, tell us who you are and what you do in your own words. Yeah. Um, do Do I sound any better now or no? Mm, it's a little bit grainy, like a bit like um, you know, I don't know, like it just feels like there's a bit of an echo on it. But we can. It's not too bad, so we can. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, well, I'm I'm Gavin Wheeler. Um, I make art, which I personally call psychological intuition paintings, which basically I just dive into the psychology of um people and also society in, in general um and basically i just kind of discuss how i feel how i think society feels um in the current state and um and yeah i mean i just kind of uh, it's, it's always I, I like to call it intuitional because like I, I mean i can i can't like create art the way most people probably can like, I, it just kind of happens um, by intuition. Like, if you tell me to paint a truck, I can probably paint it. But if I don't have the passion towards it, I don't know how to do it. So basically, I just call it intuition because something just kind of happens. And I'm like, whoa, how did I do that? Um, so, yeah. 
That's um, that's really beautiful, and and it's completely visible in your works. And actually, looking at them, it's really clear that you. Um, and I'm going to let you talk about your works in a moment, but you you really like see. I can I can tell that you are you're looking into like an emotional experience when you're painting and creating, and it's so so clear when you look at your artwork. Um, in the video, sorry, in the bio that I've uh, attached to your drop page, um, I've taken some of the stuff from like other bios that you've done, other articles where you've um, you've had people like report on you and your life, etc. And I know that like your younger life, there was some like personal hardship. Uh, I'm I'm curious to know about like your personal hardships you faced early on in life, but more more importantly, like how they've influenced your work. Yeah, yeah, I can get into it. Um, yeah, so uh, so basically, I don't know how much I've said in the past, but this is something that I really haven't spoke about. But basically, as a kid, I was force fed a lot and there was a lot of fights during the dinner table and there's plates thrown and doors busted down, you know, that kind of just, I don't know, rawness that you would see and I guess what you would call a broken home. I don't really know. Um, Some really bad things went down. And basically, I developed uh, misophonia, which uh, I essentially have, like, panic attacks if I don't have headphones on um, with certain noises and certain things, um, which which I don't want. I would, I, would, I would much rather not have it, you know. Um, but basically, I feel that that's the reason why my figures are so uh, isolated all the time. Um, anytime I create a, a piece... Usually I notice, like, oh, I did it again. They're, they're like this isolated figure um, because it feels like I can't connect to people because basically now how my life runs is people are speaking at a table, usually with food, and I can't have – basically I can't hear it, so I have to put headphones on, miss all of the conversations, and it makes me feel isolated. So it's, a, it's just a way of me, you know, being able to speak um, – that's one big reason why I think these characters are always isolated. Um, and fascinating. And sorry, I don't mean to cut across you. Please carry on. But I just, uh, I, I, I should have probably said like only say what you feel comfortable saying. And so I'm really grateful for you sharing that with us. But um, yeah, carry on. Sorry. Yeah. Um, and you know, as as a kid, um, there's, there's another piece I created, um, which I kind of talk about a little bit about it but basically as I was a kid I was bullied so much um I mean it's kind of like I don't know to the point where you it would be like in a uh, I don't know it's got a movie you know uh and people bullied me even for my art so I I really wanted to end my life in fifth grade that's what I like planned to do and I had it all planned out and then I had a dream about a painting with like this weird looking figure. And I mean, I just started drawing it. And and as I started drawing, it just kind of, I feel saved my life and got me out of that, that dark place. And I didn't care what people thought um, at school. And I just kind of moved out of that thinking. And I have no idea if I would have actually done it or anything, but that's just kind of, you know, like my, 
my thinking is that I think painting and art saved me. Um, well, it's yeah. a, a beautiful story. Thank you. And um, yeah, I'm so, I'm so pleased it did um, because now we get to share this wonderful work with you. Um, Tristan, hey, you've had your hand up. How are you doing? I'm good. Um, I Can you all hear me? I couldn't tell. If, I think my service was perfectly. A okay, great. You're all good. Um, thank you so much, Gavin, for sharing that. Um, it couldn't. It can't be easy to to talk about to to talk about in in public settings. So, I guess I wanted to wanted to ask what it was like for you when you discovered you know sort of painting. What it was like for you when you first shared your art publicly. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Yeah, it is. It's it's something I really don't like talking about, but I feel like it's very important for the. Um, I don't know, basically what I kind of tweeted about, the heart behind the painting, the person behind it, you know? Um, and yeah, so interestingly enough, as a kid, and I guess then on, um, I never really had a problem with sharing my art because I knew that I could hide these little things in those pieces and I wouldn't have to talk about it. I can just kind of show it. And I feel, I always felt more confident about showing my art, which I can speak better um, in painting terms. That's a great answer and a great question too. I have one similar. Um, and that was, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, in fact, I'm going to come to it in a little bit. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask them in order, but I did have one that's quite similar to the one that uh, Tristan just asked. How do you, so, we've got two beautiful artworks that we're minting today. Um, well, we're not minting them both today. We're minting one and then people that mint it and hold a pass get the other. Um, but the, the set of two, um, you have one where there is this like, you talk about concepts of beauty and darkness and, and light and darkness. And um, I'm really curious to know like how you balance beauty and darkness within your work. Like what decision-making process you go through or how you try to strike that balance so that your characters, which you've, you know, as you said in the descriptions, there's a, there's a darkness to them that gives you like this uncomfortable feeling, but still you look at it and you think that's a, such a beautiful painting, so beautifully captured. Like how do you strike that balance, Gavin? Yeah. Um, so a lot of pieces I don't release because they are too dark, I feel. Um, and if something is what I would call too beautiful, I would strike it a little bit down with darkness. I just feel like both of them should exist. Um, uh, I guess sort of equally. <laughs> um, and with something like Flower Boy, I wanted it to really like, I'm actually a very optimistic person and I'm, I feel I'm just so, um, yeah, optimistic. I mean, I'm, I'm a happy-going person, but I feel like there's always this, like weird darkness that like kind of hits you at random moments, um, and you're just kind of think about your existence. And I kind of like to do that like every day. Um, is just kind of think about both the positives and like these bad things that will happen or could happen, um, and just kind of bouncing both out. Um, yeah. it's, um, 
Yeah, it's a great answer. Thank you. Um, I've also got uh, Andres up on the stage. Hey, Andre, how are you doing? You're on mute, I sir. Am, I'm, I, I promise I'll unmute, I swear. <laughs> You're good now. The, because of the Burn the Witch track that played earlier, which uh, told me everything I needed to know. I was like, I'm in the right absolutely the right place yeah same um so andre just uh, is a wonderful super rare artist or artist who also shows his work on super rare too and so i know him from that side of the work that i do but always so articulate has some wonderful questions and asked if he could come up so um you have a question for gavin uh, go for it uh so so many but i'll keep it to to one because i i actually am a terribly big fan of gavin's work and i'm actually like uh, only super getting intimately acquainted with it now, but it's an instant fan. I wanted to ask you about your influences, man. I don't want to project anything into that. I need to know kind of where you're coming from and who you've been looking at. Cause I see a lot, but I want to hear it from you. Yeah. Um, I love your work, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I try not to have any influences, honestly. As soon as I notice that I start picking up on influences, because I watch so many um, art-related things. I mean, my YouTube is filled with anything art, basically. Um, And any time I start noticing that, like, spark of, like, oh, I really like this artist, and I start diving more into their work, I start, like, basically, I just completely stop looking at their work, and I'm like, all right, I'm done looking at their work. I don't want to get influenced by anyone. I just really want it to come from myself. It's it's fascinating to me because I look at I look at your work a lot and and just the way that you've spoken about it as you are constantly building and entering these like chrysalises around yourself because for me you know, it's like it, any, everyone from from Francis Bacon, right, of especially in this totemic figure that you have and they like practiced insult of the face, the brushstroke to like Cy Twombly. There's just a lot going on at any given time. And it, uh, it fascinates me that you, t- that you're saying that just like, I try to stay to veer away from it as much as possible. And I really enjoy the transformative aspect, uh, of the, the, your art and the way that you talk about your art that way. It's really beautiful, man. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I, I, I love art, so I'm, I'm constantly studying different artists. <laughs> um, so I, uh, great question, by the way, Andres. Thank you so much. Um, I am interested to learn a bit more about your creative process. So tell me, and this was the follow-on from Tristan's great question earlier, like how does it feel when you're creating and then how does it feel to have your art recognized by high profile collectors and displayed on billboards. Like what are those feelings like? What is the state that you get into during your creative process, but then also when like your work is really well acknowledged? Yeah. Um, so I, I would say when, when things work out, um, it feels like one of the best feelings. Uh, honestly, like it just feels so good whenever it just works out. Like I'm intuitionally making this thing and all of a sudden I like take a step back and then come back to it. And I'm like, whoa, you know, that just feels, it feels great. But it always leaves me with a sense of I want to do even better. So like, I'll, I'll see it and I don't want to mess with it too much. If I feel it's close to being done or done because I don't, I don't want to mess it up. 
You know, like I don't want to do anything um, that I regret. So basically, I'm just like, all right, cool. I want to make a better piece. And I just keep, then I start writing down ideas for a new piece. And yeah, I mean, I just, I just keep trying to make it better. And it's very similar um, with the way I see, I guess, when something like a big opportunity happens, I'm really excited. And then once it's done, I'm like looking for the next thing, basically. Um, essentially, what my other piece uh, is about, strings attached, it's about chasing the carrot. And, you know, like, it's, it's okay to chase the carrot because that's, that's just kind of a part of life, you know? Great answers. And uh, I love that. I love hearing about people's creative process. Like, really excites me. I like hearing about when people get into the, the state when they, uh, we've had a few artists who have come up and said how sometimes when they're really in the flow and they're really, like, they're in the middle of creating, they're not even aware of what they're doing. It's just happening. It's just going through them. And I, I find that really, really fascinating. Is that something that you can, um, like, relate to or is everything that you do really, really intentional and very, very precise and very, very thought through? That's no, that's, it's more just like, yeah, like all of a sudden time just starts disappearing, you know, like, like all of a sudden I work on a piece in the morning and then I'll like look at the clock and it's already like six o'clock and I'm like, what? You know, like, I don't know. I just, yeah, time passes me. Um, when I get really focused. Uh, yeah. I love it. Um, I've got another couple of questions from some people in the crowd, so I'm going to let them ask if you don't mind, Gavin. Um, so Jalazo first and then Pixosaurus. How you doing, Jalazo? How you doing? Doing all right. Thanks for uh, having me up. Um, no worries. Yeah, so, you know, I, I work in the space as a, as a consultant and I work with a lot of artists and something I always try to talk to them about is, you know, you know, yes, you can make digital art. Yes, I can understand, you know, it being in a certain format. But I'm really curious why artists choose to enter this space in the way that they do. Um, you know, why not go into a gallery and make a GIF or have a video? You know, why are you, why are you particularly interested in the NFT space as it exists today? And how did you kind of, um, how did you, you know, how did you get involved in the NFT space? Yeah. Um, so I... I've always been interested in, I guess, technology um, and building technology with art just seems, I don't know, to me, it just seems so revolutionary to sell digital art and to be able to um, add value to digital art. Um, so I guess that's what brought me to NFTs. Um, it was like, a, basically it was a, it was me researching digital art and, uh, just, just as I was making art, um, physically in 2021, uh, I ran across a video of Gary Vee and Ferocious talking. Um, and the way that it was interesting, the way that Ferocious was talking about, um, just all the things that happened, um, in this space, it really intrigued me. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm like the kid is living the dream that I had since I was a kid. So maybe I can investigate it more. And then I started seeing all the technology built on it and how, you know, you get to see proof of 
each person bought a piece and it just all started all making sense. And I guess I was just all in. Love it. Thank you. Great question too, Jalazo. Pixelsaurus. How's it going? It's man? going well. Thank you so much for having me up. No, Gavin, I just want to say, first of all, I've fallen in love with your strings attached piece. I love it. I love the darkness in the background. It's so cool. Um, my question to you is, how, did you have any struggles putting the piece together? And if you do have any struggles um, in your uh, sort of process, um, how do you, does it fuel you with, with your work? I'm, I'm interested to know, sort of, because uh, for some people, obviously, they use that as kind of um, the, the ammunition to sort of power through to that end point. I just want to know how you sort of deal with that yeah yeah i mean as soon as i start struggling with a piece i get pretty excited um it's a nice challenge you know like i love um i feel like i'm a pretty competitive person like it's just whenever we're playing like video games like i'm just such a competitive person and then i get into art and it's just like a one-on-one -on -one with myself and like as soon as i start feeling a difficulty um i get pretty excited so, yeah, like, yeah, I would say that um, not just creating the piece, but just the idea, like, how I want it to, to kind of feel, like, is more important even than the look. I want, it, I want you to feel something from it. And I think that's the most challenging part. Love that. Great question. Great answer. Um, I have a little bit of music, a little musical interlude to play. Just give me one moment. Artist Edition is live. Woo! Okay, that means uh, that the Artist Edition is indeed live. And if you go to OpenSea.io right away, uh, you'll see on the homepage in the notable collections that um, that Gavin's Mint is happening right now. It's called Fields by Gavin Miele. Um There are two pieces that make up Fields. The first is Flower Boy, which is the piece that we are minting today. Um, and that mint will last for 72 hours. It's an open edition, so the community really will determine the supply. And then there are a number of people who are Audio Galleries Mint Pass holders, and you can pick up a Audio Galleries Mint Pass on OpenSea also. Um, and holders of the Audio Galleries Mint Pass, that Mint Flower Boy will also receive the second piece, which is called Strings Attached, which is the piece that Pixosaurus referred to a moment ago. A very, very cool duo of artworks they're beautiful congratulations for having them go live gavin um they are live right now and indeed some people have already picked some up which is lots of fun um i want to return though to the questioning if that's okay and i'd like to know if you could just tell us a little bit about flower boy and strings attached like they encourage viewers to delve into their subconscious mind can you explain the process of creating these pieces and um, and what provokes such like introspection and you know why you came up with the 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 idea behind these two pieces. Yeah, um, well, for one, I'm super excited for the event. Um, just wanted to put that out there. Um, yeah, so I feel like I feel like it's always been my personality, even whenever I was a kid, to kind of dive into why do we feel things 
you know, what, what is it that we're even doing here? Um, you know, just existential kind of thinking. And, and this is just like another, another way of explaining it. Um, but this one, I feel, I think I feel connected to it because I feel like, you know, I don't exactly, because of I, the way I make intuitional paintings, um, a lot of it has specific meanings. And then some of it, I kind of start thinking about it and I'm like, oh, I see, that's why I did that. And I'm thinking that I see the flower boy as me whenever I was a kid and strings attached is the adult version of me. And I just feel like that's why it's connected to me so deeply. But I also have a, you know, I have a ton of other meanings for everything. And strings attached really, really hits me because it kind of helps me navigate the world and how I think. And with that one, it shows, I suppose, just the way that we see the world, the way we um, navigate the world and how everything always is a string attached. Kind of like, like if you ask me a question, I have to answer because that's just, that's the string that attaches us right now. Um, if, if anything were to happen, like, you know, you, you can't just live in a house. You know, there's a string attached with money. So you have to have a string attached at all times. And you also always have to be chasing the carrot. You always have to have some kind of big meaning for something and for everything. So I think that um, that's, that's pretty much, I guess, what I'll, what I'll say about that. Well, uh, I think it's beautiful. Andre, you have another question, sir. Go for it. It's funny hearing you talk because it's like uh, <laughs> it's like listening to uh, sometimes Zen cons and, and riddles. It's like on the one hand, right on the process level, you're talking about entering the realm of of no thought, no mind. It is not Gavin behind the brush. It is whatever is you know. There's there's something there's something else, right? It's like it's it's instinctual and intuitive, right? It, it, it's it's a it's a altered almost an altered consciousness state is what's being chased right on one hand and on the other hand on this symbolic level you're also looking at how do i phrase this i just like i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to 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 parse what you're saying out loud but like you're you're looking like carrot and stick like cause and effect there's something very meditative about your choice of not just like not just your 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 choice of like how you create, but also the subject matter that you create around it. And I find that really beautiful. It's not a question. Just sometimes I say things better when I speak them, think them through better. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate it. I like I like how you said it because I feel like whatever I'm trying to say it, uh, basically how I see my thoughts, which is like basically it's like a little pipe with a ton of water coming out at one time. And I don't know how to how to speak, basically. Well, I think you speak very well, Gavin. Um, I'm I'm really interested, actually, though. But on that note, like, what advice you would give to other artists struggling with adversity or trying to break into like the 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 world of web3 nfts digital art crypto art whatever, however you want to term it brand it you know how how would you uh, give advice to folks 
Um, I guess the only advice I could give to someone that was looking into Web3 as an artist would be to, if you have a gut feeling about it, do it. Um, just kind of reach into your curiosity. If it, if it piques your curiosity, just go for it, I guess. Um, get into it, see what it's about. Um, find other like-minded people. Um, and, I mean, I would say definitely don't die with regrets. I love that. Um, I've got another question that I'm going to ask, uh, Gavin, but if anyone else has any other questions, please raise a hand. Um, I'd like to know, we've spoken a little bit about like how you stumbled across Web3 and, and your, you know, your moment of clarity with Gary V, which I think we've all had one of those. Um, I'm curious about your plans, though, for the future. Um, where do you see this all going, Gavin? What does it look like in five years or 10 years? Where do you want your career to take you? And and more more holistically than I suppose, like selling more art, you know, what what is it that you want to be remembered for in the space? Um, well, so basically before, I don't really remember when it was. It might have been before I sold a painting. I'm not sure, but basically way back, way back, I guess, five years ago, um, someone asked me, where do you think your art career will go in five years? I just kind of said the basic thing that you would say, um, because I didn't really know what to say. And so much more has happened um, than like I really thought about. Like, like I thought it would go differently if I did, if I could pick whatever I wanted to happen. So I would say, let's just see what happens in the next 50 years and see where that takes us, I guess. <laughs> that's a great answer and uh and think of all the things that could happen in the next 50 years think of all the things that might happen in the next 50 weeks it's uh it's such a fast pace happening at the moment but it's a great answer um Jalazo, hey how are you doing again doing good doing good yeah i was just looking at um scaven some of your work on super rare and it's some really really cool stuff um, but I scrolled down to the bottom and I saw these three figures, you know, the, the, the mask of death, can you see through me and lost at sea. And it kind of got me thinking, you know, not that you're, you're definitely not a PFP artist, um, but you know, that's obviously a big trend in the NFT space. It has been for a while now, you know, is, is going the PFP route, something that you've considered or something you find interesting, or, you know, how do you see kind of the, the value of, identity pieces um with your work as well like do you think other people kind of define themselves through this or you kind of see this more of a trend that's that's kind of you know past or and it's something you just don't find interesting at all just kind of curious because you know when i look at these pieces they're certainly not pfps but they're they're reminiscent of each other and the thing that that really stands out to me is kind of the differences in the faces there so just kind of curious your take on the pfp trend and if you see yourself kind of uh getting involved in it or not yeah um so we, we've always throughout history cre recreated things, um, kind of like what you're talking about, um, where, you know, it's the same positioning, the same, the same everything. It almost looks like a PFP. If you were to take um, some artists um, from the Renaissance, they would create a piece and it would look almost identical to the next piece, but with just a little bit 
little bit uh, different. And I don't know. I feel like I really love to um, continue to explore an idea. Like, I don't want to just create a piece and then toss the idea. I want to continue that. And I actually have um, three other pieces that are kind of identical to the Lost at Sea piece that are, you know, like, you know, different kind of faces, different kind of things. I just like to explore the same realm, but with, I guess, different qualities. Thank you. Great. Another great question, Jalazo. Really appreciate the the folks coming up here. Um, I wondered, uh, and Tamika and or Miss Maya, feel free to either both unmute or one of you, or I appreciate I'm just making this really even more comp complicated than it needs to be. <laughs> but um, obviously we all sat down at the beginning of this process, right? And we, we started talking about artists that uh, would join us for the Audio Galleries Mints. And um, Gavin was, well, Miss Maya, let's, let's go with you because uh, I can tell you're such a fan. But what is it about Gavin's character, artwork that really like you know there's there's a whole bunch of artists that um that time works with and represents like what is it about gavin's work that you really wanted to to show to the world and help project um i'm happy to answer that question and as you note i am clearly a big fan um and but it's such a good thing for me to think about about why i'm such a good fan of course i love i love the artwork i respond to um I respond both to the style and I think there was some illusion. I think Andreas's questions are interesting about the influence because you do feel a tie to some traditional art movements um, that are there. And yet it's so uniquely modern and his own um, that I, and I really respond to that in hearing him today and, and hearing more about that focus on darkness and light, I think that's another thing that I'm responding to. And I was really moved by, um, in many ways, like kind of confusedly moved by this sense that you actually um, don't always put forth artwork that you feel to be too dark. And that for this, where, we, where um, the format really gives you the opportunity to provide two pieces, you were able to kind of take it uh, into the darkness more than you might if, I, if I'm interpreting that right. But I think that interplay of light and dark, not only in color, but in emotion is a really, is a really big thing. And, um, and then, I've, as I said earlier on the Time Pieces Time Hall, I've always been so um, compelled by the story that Gavin tells about growing up and how creative he was from the get-go and how that really, um, like that there, you can clearly tell there was no hope, hope, and I use that in, in quotes, for Gavin to be anything but an artist, which I love, like to meet people where this is really the only thing that they could be doing regardless. And then to hear the story earlier today, and I second the appreciation for your sharing um, that with us, but that, you know, art really, saved your life in some ways that makes it all the more poignant but um I, I do just really have a very strong attachment to this art so when we were thinking about who would be great for um for our partnership he was top of mind for me i love it 
and sorry, Tamika, I didn't want to take anything away by by inviting you both. But did you want to you want to add anything to that? Oh, Tamika, don't worry, all good. Um, we've got Fat Boy, which is an awesome name, um, up on stage. Hey, Fat Boy, how you doing? Um, okay. Good evening from there. Great. Good evening, indeed. Um. I know you've, I've tried to bring you up a couple of times, so your connection might be a little bit scratchy, but did you want to ask Gavin a question also? Darn it. I had the feeling. There's something up with um, with Fatboy's uh, connection. Okay, well, I'm really sorry about that. Well, look, Gavin, we are um, flying through this show now and the questions that we've had here. Um I always like to offer the opportunity for our artists to um, to kind of like freestyle and to to express anything they wanted to talk about. Like I've, I've asked you about the future, but more about like, you know, is there anything that you think is is really important that you want to share? Or is there anything that you've got coming up immediately post this mint? Like, is there anything that you wanted to add? Um, so this is that moment, Kevin. Is there anything that you wanted to add? Yeah, um, for one, I wanted to say thank you, Ms. Maya. really appreciate what you said. Um, it means a lot. Um, yeah, so, I mean, I, I'm also, like, I always plan things weirdly. Like, like basically, I have all these plans written down, and then I'll just randomly get excited about a piece and be like, okay, that's it, mentioned it that day. And, like, you know, like, it's just kind of spur of the moment, sort of. Um, I still plan it out, but uh, basically, I realized that my um, my basically year anniversary of being on Super Rare um, is coming up, and I decided uh, it's a pretty good time. Um, on August eighth, I minted my first piece on Super Rare, and that's when Cosmo Dimitri bought it, and uh, we talked, and it was just really cool to um, to talk with someone that I admired, a collector that I admired. And I thought, hey, I'll just uh, I'll kind of do an anniversary piece. And so I have that going. Um, August 8th, I'll be releasing uh, an anniversary piece. I love that. And that's going to be on Super Rare as well? Yes, uh, it'll be on Super Rare. Um, yeah. Awesome. Well, we look forward to seeing that. Um, in the meantime, if anyone else wants to uh, chime in now, raise a hand. Otherwise, I'm going to begin to wrap things up. Um, so as I said beforehand, head over to uh, OpenSea.io. You can find the collection on the homepage in Notable Collections. Um, it is called Fields by Gavin Miller, and there are two uh, artworks associated. We're minting Flower Boy, which is a very, very beautiful quite haunting uh picture uh painting and i absolutely love it um and so yes that is available for the next 72 hours it's priced at 0.012 eth it's um you know a really really accessible price point for gavin's incredible work but the idea is that it's open edition they're all the same piece um and that people can collect a piece of his work um at a really accessible um rate so 
Uh, yes, really, really pleased with that. And uh, that is live right now, live for the next 72 hours. Um, and then after that, we are actually going to take the rest of August off. Uh, we're going to come back with timepieces and a really, really exciting uh, mint uh, at the beginning of September. I think the 7th, I think, Tamika or Miss Meyer, you can, it is 100%, the 7th. 100%. There we are the 7th of September. So between now and then, we just figured people are taking vacations. It's a quiet time in the market. We wanted to, like, you know, give people the time to reflect on the first 19 shows. 19 is my actual lucky number. I was born on the 19th of February, you know. And, um, and yes, uh, we're going to let people take a little break. Um, and then we're going to come back in uh, September. Can you believe we're already... September of 2023. Absolutely crazy. So, um, yes. So I just wanted to thank everyone for their contribution to everything we've been doing so far. Um, Tristan and the team from OpenSea, thank you so much for your support. We've been working with you guys now for like, I think we've done like 12 episodes, which is amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful for the support you guys give us. Um, so thank you for that. Um, Miss Maya and Tamika, same to you guys, like working with timepieces has been an absolute dream and a blessing. And so we're really, really grateful. Thank you, Andre. And thank you, um, Gelazo. And anyone else who has come up or tried to come up, Pixelsaurus, I know came up a bit earlier. Appreciate having more voices in the space. Really great. And um, yeah, going forward, like anytime anyone wants to come up, please do request to come up. I want to try and get more voices heard in these spaces. It's always really great to do that. So um, with... No further ado, um, Gavin, thank you so much for your time. Really, really appreciate learning more about you and your experience and your inspiration. I, honestly, it's, um, it's fascinating to learn more about what makes these artists that we interview tick and, and how they come to, um, come to create these incredible works. So really, really appreciate uh, you. So thank you. I just wanted to, to say that. Thanks so much, Gavin. Really appreciate your time. Yeah, thank you. And uh, I, I really uh, love being um, next to, like, I don't know, like time. Like, I, I made a tweet about it, basically how crazy it is to think that time has been creating their brand for 100 years. And being a part of that is just just crazy to me. Um, and thank you, OpenSea, and thank you, Ben. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everyone, that's here. And we'll see you in September. But thanks for your time. Head over to OpenSea and check out Gavin's incredible work. Take care, everyone. GM. This is Audio Galleries. Conversations. <laughs>